Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, Lauren and I are speaking about all the ways a minimalist lifestyle has improved our lives for the better. In this laid-back and reflective one-on-one discussion, we each share the five main ways that living simpler, more intentional lifestyles has enriched our lives and helped us grow. You will learn that the greatest benefits that come from living a minimalist lifestyle go well beyond owning less and keeping an organized home. Rather, these rewards arise through the process of letting go and the great reflection that follows. It's once we clear the excess and build minimalist habits that we begin to reap a long list of benefits. While we each share the varying advantages that come with living a minimalist lifestyle, the most significant benefit that we both share in is gaining greater meaning and fulfillment in our everyday. Whether you are in the process of adopting minimalist habits or continuing to manage the excess in your life, we hope that our discussion will inspire you to reflect on and embrace all the great benefits that come with living with less. So I am so excited for our one-on-one today, Lauren. Again, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded one of these. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, you might remember this too. We were catching up on the phone. We talk almost every other every other day or so. Every three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, remember being in a reflective mood and thinking, I am so glad that I live a minimalist lifestyle. And I was mentioning to you all the benefits that I feel and Again, I was reflecting on my conversation with TK Coleman, and I remember you coming back and saying, yeah, thank goodness I I live this way because I'm going through a stressful situation. And gosh, if I had a lot of stuff, that would cause me way more stress. (laughs) Oh, for sure. The real estate market being so down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it was tough. And you're like, oh, I don't have that much clutter in my life. And it's just so much easier to move through my everyday. And, And so I'm really looking forward to hearing all the benefits on your end. So today we're each going to share the five ways a minimalist lifestyle has improved our lives and we haven't shared them with each other yet. So it'll be a nice surprise. And I'm sure Lauren, that our thoughts will cross 100% they will. Oh, for sure. It was hard to narrow it down to just five. (laughs) It was. Yeah, me too. Me too. But of course, under every benefit, we can describe other benefits that come from that, right? So so yeah, okay. Well, my first one is kind of obvious, but there's so much to learn from this is the number one benefit is it's helped me learn how to let go of clutter. And you know, this lifestyle has inspired me to remove the excess things in my life. I'm better at managing all areas of excess, including physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, digital, and relational. And I consistently ask myself almost every other day, hey, do I have any excess in any of these areas? I constantly ask myself that. I'm constantly evaluating, and I think it's really, really helpful. And I've just become, I would say, more reflective and self-aware in my everyday from this because I don't have clutter in my way. So I have time to think. I have mental clarity. I have that space, which is amazing. And when it comes to the physical things in the decluttering process, I learned that I was holding on to a lot of old clothes, old interests. You know, I had a lot of art supplies. And tons of distracting trinkets in my home, like magnets, 
extra carpets on the ground that I don't need, you know, in the kitchen, in the bathroom. And not having those things also makes it easier to clean, (laughs) by the way. And then, of course, mental things. So I've learned to let go of negative self-talk. Now, that's something that you and I continually have to work on. But I've I've now been able to set boundaries as well like with myself and, and others around me. So it's helped me to feel better mentally. And when it comes to digital clutter, it's an area that I continually need to work on because I deal with a lot of files in my everyday, even with this podcast. And so, so yeah, I'm continuing to manage that. And I still haven't bought a new phone because I'm still decluttering my current phone. So that's my goal is I'm not allowed to buy a new one until I've decluttered this one. (laughs) And for our listeners, if you do have digital clutter, I highly recommend Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism. Oh, it's the best. It gives you so many tools to work with to uh, live with greater intention and to manage the distractions on your phone. And yeah, I mean, letting go of clutter, there's so many benefits. It's helped me free up time to spend with family and friends, have more phone calls with you, Lauren. I practice more self-care. I've had more time to explore other interests of mine. Obviously, we save time and money because we know what we own. So we're not looking to shop for more stuff, especially when it comes to our wardrobe. It's so nice to have a small, high-quality capsule wardrobe. And I find that I appreciate my items more. You know, as you say, Lauren, I remember you telling me like, yeah, if you have a small wardrobe, you'll take care of your clothes more. You'll take better care of them. So that's something that's improved. And Honestly, letting go helps you feel more peace in your everyday. It's helped me reduce my stress and anxiety. Of course, I'm a human. I feel stress and anxiety all the time, but I'm better at managing it now. And it's it's helped me let go and become more aware of the distractions in my life. And uh, it's made me a better decision maker. I'm definitely more decisive than I've ever been in my life. So, so yeah, those are some of the great benefits, Lauren. And uh, I just wanted to highlight a few, a couple of the authors that we interviewed in the past. Greg McEwen, he wrote Essentialism and Effortless. Greg McEwen says, focus on what's essential and eliminate the rest. That really helped me in the decluttering process. Then there's Joshua Becker, who wrote The Minimalist Home. He says, maybe the life you've always wanted is buried under everything you own. I just love that quote. Lauren, I think you're the first person that shared that with me. It was just like, I was just like, boom, like mind blown. <laughs> I love that. And then there's Gretchen Rubin, Outer Order, Inner Calm. That's one of her books. And she has the one minute rule. And she says, anything you can do in less than a minute, do it then. Hang up your clothes. Don't have a floor drobe, she calls it. Open a letter and recycle it. Challenge yourself to remove items while watching a show or on a commercial break, while listening to a podcast. And she says that it makes our lives easier, which is true. I mean, I'm not searching for things all the time. It's easier for me to find things. I'm not wasting my time looking for stuff all the time. And I kind of like them when people come into my house. They're like, wow, did you just move in? No, they don't say that to me. Yeah. But <laughs> but you did. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, four or five months ago. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so that's my first one. But uh, I'm curious about, I mean, I'm sure that you talk about letting go. But yeah, I'm curious about your your first benefit. 
Yeah, no, it's interesting what you say. Like, I, I feel like learning to declutter is such a skill set that you get better at because when you first start, it's like, oh, I might need this. And I won't get rid of it. I spent money on it. But like, as you progress on this journey, you definitely are more aware of what you actually need and what you actually use. And you get better at being able to buy things in the future. So it's definitely a skill set you get better at. Yeah, it's um, really just about like letting go. You know, it's letting go in all areas of your life of the things that you're holding on to that actually aren't serving you. It's actually really powerful. I mean, I'm reading a, a new book called uh, Subtract by an author named Lighty Klotz. And he talks about how we we always focus on adding things to our lives when we should really focus on subtraction. You know, we're always looking to learn and grow, but it's like, what can we unlearn? I find that really fascinating. But anyways, I'm excited to hear. No, for sure. Yeah, I didn't want to come on here and just be like, oh, I saved money and I don't have to be dusting all the time. Yeah, I really tried to come up with reasons that were like very deep and reflective of the benefits this lifestyle has brought me over the years. So my first one, which I realized is that it's made me smarter. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So I feel like I have so much time to read over the years. I have taken so many courses. I have taken Mandarin courses for two years where I learned to speak Mandarin and draw Chinese characters. I took piano lessons, sailing lessons, stand-up comedy, sketch writing, acting classes, screenplay writing. The amount of money I've been able to put into things I wanted to learn and skill sets I wanted to learn and books. I spend so much money on books. I read every single morning when I wake up. So not having all of this extra stuff in my life and having that disposable income to put towards things that enrich my life has made me smarter and, <laughs> and happier. happier. Yeah. It's made me so much happier. I actually saw on the Today Show that reading for 30 minutes a day helps reduce stress, strengthens the brain and reduces risk of cognitive decline. So mm -hmm. everyone should be reading for at least 30 minutes a day. And I feel like as adults, I'm sure most of the people listening, you might still be in school, but once you get out of school or that formal sense of education, you know, you get a job and a lot of your life is repetitive. You're doing the same things over and over. You're just not learning and growing and experiencing as much. So it's so important to continue that form of education throughout your adult life and, you know, explore your interests and you meet so many people like. I met so many fun people in my stand-up courses and from such different walks of life. So it just, it gets you out there, it gets you out of your comfort zone and you learn things about yourself and it, you know, it might help you figure out what you want to do next for your career or work or a side hustle or a hobby. Like you learn so much about yourself, being able to put time back into taking courses or getting a coach or reading. So one of the biggest things this lifestyle has helped me do is make me smarter. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, in other words, it's given you the space and the time and money back to invest in the things that you are curious about. I love that. I mean, everybody knows you as someone who does everything because you try everything, but it's because you don't have things overwhelming you every day and taking, you know, you're not spending an hour cleaning every day. You're spending that hour doing things that interest you. Isn't that amazing? The time that you get back, the money that you save, and then you're putting that money towards things that help you grow as a human. Like, I just, I love that. No, awesome. I love it. Yeah. I feel like everyone's like, my house is a mess. I can't keep it together. It's like, 
well, if you're a minimalist, you will not have to spend that much time exactly. every day keeping it together. So yeah. And I mean, you've really inspired me, Lauren. I mean, you inspired this lifestyle and now I've adopted it and, you know, I've saved time and money and space, but you know, you've also inspired me to interview authors. Right. And so I'm now reading more than I've ever read before. And it's, it's great. I'm, I'm learning every day. It's so funny. I, I told my mom, I was like, Hey, I read X number of books last year. She's like, really? You don't like reading. And I'm thinking, gosh, she's speaking of the eight-year-old. She still thinks I am. So, <laughs> you know, the eight-year-old that didn't like to read, but loved to write. I was always someone who loved writing, but didn't like reading. And everyone was like, those go hand in hand. How can you like write writing if you don't enjoy reading? And then that changed, obviously, in my late teens, early 20s, because I was reading textbooks. But anyway, sometimes our, our parents still rem- remember us as you know, our teenage self rather than who we are today. But I thought that was funny. So the second way that this lifestyle has really improved my life is it's allowed me to live with greater intention. And this is the biggest part, I would say, one of the biggest parts. This lifestyle has given me the space and time back to spend my time more wisely. And it's allowed me to reflect on how I want to spend my time. And it's challenged me to set boundaries with myself and others to protect my time. I no longer feel terrible as about saying no. You know, I used to feel tremendous guilt. And so I would just say yes to most things. But you know what? If it's a close friend and, you know, they'll probably understand, which is good. And it's helped me. One of the best areas is that's helped me design my work life around my life rather than the other way around. Because I used to design my life around my work and it was miserable. So it's so nice that I now have that freedom. It's also inspired me to embrace slow living. So now I go into every day with greater intention by slowing down. And by slowing down, I mean, so I used to be very anxious about my peers being ahead of me. You and I deal with this, Lauren. It's like, oh, you know, they're there in their life. And then I remember, oh, but everybody moves at a different pace. So don't feel like that you're falling behind. And then I interviewed Jamie Varon, who wrote the book Radically Content. It's a past episode. And she wrote an article in the Huffington Post, which I'll include in the show notes. And she says it's titled to anyone who thinks they are falling behind in life. Got to read that article. It'll inspire you to stop thinking that way. And of course, my bullet journal has also helped me slow down too. It's my calendar. It helps me make time for myself in between the work that I do and keep those time blocks that I have, Lauren, where I'm like, oh, no, that 10 minute coffee, non-negotiable. Someone says they want to call it three and I have that time block. I say no. (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but it's not. I mean, I'm now creating space for my mental and, and physical fitness, right? And so, and mental fitness, I I like to define it. It's two things. It's mental fitness is exercising your brain, but it's also allowing your brain to just rest. So, I mean, I sometimes have troubles with that. I remember you called me yesterday. You're like, how many podcasts do you listen to a day? Yeah. You're always like, hey, you sent me like five podcasts to listen to. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's good though. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just, I find that if I'm getting ready or if I'm taking a little break, I'll have a podcast in my ear. But now I've started to realize, hey, like not every moment do you have to have the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I just, I love learning and, you know, I love my dating relationship podcast. I feel like you sleep with podcasts on. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I do. And it's like subconsciously I'm, I'm listening. 
So, so yeah. And also I should add that, you know, living with greater intention, it's, it's, it's made me a better listener and better communicator. I find that I communicate better with those in my life. I'm not as scared to say, say what I feel obviously in a mindful way. I'm, I'm also finding myself just sitting back and listening versus jumping on a conversation, which is really good because when you listen, you learn. Right. Rather than, you know, just jumping, you know, if someone says something and you're like, oh, well, I did that too. You know, that's not very nice. You know, listen to their story. And I just feel like I'm more present in other people's presence, which is, yeah, something that I really value. And it's really helped me foster great mental reflection in my everyday. I'll have moments where I'm sitting alone, podcast off, and just reflecting on how the day's going, just reflecting on you know, every area of my life, what can I improve, why I'm feeling maybe anxious in that moment. That level of reflection is so important. It just makes you more mindful and it just helps you kind of be you and just be your real self. And uh, I'll get into that more later. And it's helped me live closer to my values. It's given me the space to focus on my family, friends, self-care, fitness, travel, and writing. And again, it's helped me better manage distractions. Nir Eyal, he wrote the book Indistractable. I interviewed him in a past episode. And that's another book. If you feel like you're distracted during the workday, definitely check out that book. It is so, so good because he shares practical advice to help you manage the distractions, whether they're internal distractions, something in your mind, or if they're external. So I find that I have that a lot where I'm like, oh, I got to grab a snack. And then sometimes I'm like, nope. Wait 10 minutes and then you'll find that you'll work for 10 minutes. You won't even want to grab that snack anymore and you'll wait like an hour. So, so that's helpful. It's also really helpful when you work from here, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so sometimes Lauren works from my house and it makes me focus much, much better. Mm-hmm. So a couple quotes to share. Greg McEwen, I, I mentioned him earlier. He says, and this is actually one of my favorite quotes in the entire world. He says, when you focus on what you lack, you lose what you have. When you focus on what you have, you gain what you lack. Just love that quote so much. And then TK Coleman, he said, minimalism teaches me to live intentionally, to always approach life in terms of what are the experiences and outcomes that matter most to me and what's holding me back from saying yes to the life I really, really want to live. Love that. So. Yeah. Those are, those are my, those are my points, but you know, going back, our podcast is about simplifying your life and living with greater intention. And I would say this is one of the bigger of my five benefits. It just makes you go into your every day, just being, yeah, just being intentional about how you're spending your time. For sure. It's so eye opening when you actually break down your day and what you're doing. Yeah. It's it's nice to see it on a paper. Yeah, it's like four hours worrying. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Um, so my next point, which is obvious, it's a very obvious one, but I do kind of want to get into the details of it. And it's that you get to live in a beautiful space. So oh. I feel like, you know, the aesthetic of minimalism, the interior design of it is so popular. Like I sell a lot of pre-construction real estate and they do a lot of artist renderings of the buildings that they're building. And they're all photos. All the condos are very minimalist interior design that I'm seeing. And you look at people like Kim Kardashian did her house and all minimalist interior design. And it's, you know, it, it's becoming so appealing because mm-hmm. people's lives are so chaotic that they want to come home to this like simple, you know, beautiful space. And I've been selling real estate over the last decade and showing properties. I'll go into a space and I'm like, if they just 
got rid of 75% of their stuff, this place would look so nice. Like I I feel like people want to spend so much money on decor and like redecorating. And I'm like, if you just decluttered and cleaned, which is free, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you might make money, your place would look substantially better and be so much nicer of a place to come home to. And it's so much easier. I cannot stress this enough to keep your home clean and to keep it, you know, we put so much effort and time and coming home to like a messy kitchen and, you know, laundry that we have to do and dishes. And there's just everything we have to take care of on our already overscheduled lives to be able to simplify that down and not have to put that much time into your home. Mm-hmm. And taking care of your home mm-hmm. can drastically improve your life. Like even if you just spent that time relaxing, reading a book, watching a movie, you would feel so much better the next day just having gotten to relax instead of washing eight loads of clothing. <laughs> so I, it makes a huge difference not having that much stuff. So it's low maintenance, I guess I would call it. And yeah, th- th- I guess that's it. It's just having this beautiful space. It is what it attracted me to the lifestyle. Kelly and I were actually talking the other day and I was like, you know, when I'm in a space with a lot of stuff, like when I first moved in with my boyfriend, I had to bring all my stuff over and I felt claustrophobic in the condo. Yeah. I felt like the walls were closing in on me. I had to step over stuff. And and you were saying you feel like if you're in a place that has a lot of stuff, you feel dirty. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't there's feel no clean. way, yeah. There's no way that stuff is um like all clean and dusted, but it just it takes so much more time. If you have a bunch of stuff in your place to keep your place clean, you're just giving up more of your life to do it. So decluttering just gives you back time, which priceless. Well. Yeah. 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 So actually, uh, I wish we could share before and after pictures of your boyfriend's place after you moved in because you've transformed it. I mean, it was fine before, Mike, but I'm just telling Mike if he's listening, it was fine before, but (laughs) the way you've transformed it, it's just so clean and clear. And I know that he really appreciates that. So it's really nice. Something I want to mention, though, is because we have a lot of listeners who have children and or who live with partners. You know, it's it's easy to say, keep your place clean. And sometimes it can be very challenging when you have a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving people in the house. And of course, my mom has a daycare and she's quite overwhelmed. So my advice for that is the biggest problem people have is that they hold on to a lot of things that they're not using in their kitchens, for example, or they're putting out four sets of plates and bowls and cutlery when they only need maybe one or two sets out. So one of the things you can do is you can store those extra sets. That way you're not dealing with all of these dishes and cups and, oh, you know, I used to use, I I remember I feel terrible. Like my mom's right. Like I, I would, (laughs) I would put water glasses all over my house. I'd have, she's like, you really, she's like you and your cups, you've got a cup there and you got a cup there and then you got a cup there. What I should have done is said, okay, mom, I'm going to use two cups. This is my cup. And this is my cup. That way it challenged me to wash that cup. Right. And, you know, so one of the things I told you is that when I'm home and if it's messy, I find less inclined to clean up because it's like the mess is already there. But if it was clean, you're going to wash your plate. You're going to put it away. So those are some tips because, again, I want to be mindful about people who have different living situations than us. So, yeah. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. I always joke at my parents because my mom's like, you have so many cups out. I'm like, well, I'm scared someone touched my cup. So now I can't touch it again. <laughs> like, oh my God. But no, for sure. I I mean, it depends where you are in your walk of life. I hope we yeah. do this podcast for years though. Once we have yes. kids, and we can give all that advice. I feel like my kids are going to be so deprived of toys. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> They're going to like know. go to daycare and be like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah. What are all these things everywhere? I don't think it's plastic squares. They're gonna be so organized. They're gonna be like, this is my little one pen and my little pencil case, just like you. (laughs) That's so so cute. cute. I was just gonna say Mike's place has come a long way. I'm still working on it. I still have a few more drawers to do, but yeah, it definitely it makes such a difference getting rid of stuff and just making it so much easier to keep the place clean and like a space to work in and live in. And I can't stress it enough. I love it. No, it's so nice. I need to go over more and watch movies with you guys. Yes. And barbecue <laughs> and barbecue and have some have some nice dinners. because You're such a great cook. So my next point is and I love this point and I would say. Oh, I I love to express this benefit to anyone I meet because people just think it's about clearing the clutter, the physical things in your life. It's like, no, like there's so much more that comes from this lifestyle. Like after you clear the clutter, it's like, so I've learned. And my point is to live more authentically, to embrace my true self, right? When you let go of things that don't serve you, you uncover all the things that do And you really learn about yourself and start to embrace who you really are. For me, it's given me the space to open up, be more vulnerable, and fully embrace who I am. And to simplify that, I I feel like once you start focusing on everything that brings you value, your life improves. And, And I am personally like much, much happier. For me, studying minimalism and interviewing authors in the personal development space. I mean, I'm love with I'm in love with personal development, mental health podcasts and and books. It's really given me the confidence to embrace my authentic self and I've I've learned to be more vulnerable even on this podcast, Lauren. There's things that I've said in recent interviews and like wow, like in the beginning of this podcast I wouldn't have ever revealed because I would have been too scared that you know, this person heard that, or this person heard that. And it's like, no, like share it because you know what? Someone else might be able to relate to you and feel like they're not alone. And that's the best feeling in the world. That's something that I've always wanted to feel. I remember in my university years, if I ever fell down, it's like, I didn't have, we didn't have access to podcasts then. Like it would have been so nice to have all these resources to feel like you weren't alone. And it's so nice that we have that. And, you know, I feel like, because this lifestyle has given us space to explore things and trial and error with things. I feel like I've, I've had my achievements, but I've also had my failures over the past four years, but also over over the course of my lifetime. And I feel like when you fail and you get through it, you become a stronger, more confident person. And I love that. And I've seen that in you in a really big way, Lauren, I feel like you now know how to set boundaries. You're like more confident with how you speak up and how you speak to your friends and your family. And it's it's really nice to see. And I feel like we, you and I have become more authentic even on this podcast over, over the course of the four and a half years we've been running it. We've been able to show our, our full selves more. Like I think before we were more careful about things that we said, and of course we're still mindful, but like we're more open about the things that we're going through mentally and 
you know, our own stresses and stuff like that, which is great just to remind our listeners that this lifestyle is imperfect and we're constantly working through things and, and slowing back to slowing down. It's helped me also question and unlearn certain social constructs, beliefs, and ideas that I learned from my childhood. And I I learned before I started reading all these books and now I'm like unlearning them. It goes back to, if you've read Humble the Poet's book, Unlearn, oh, it's so relatable. I highly, highly recommend it. And he talks about unlearning all those things that no longer really serve you, all those ideas and beliefs. And you introduced me to that book, Lauren. And I was like, whoa, like this is like mind boggling. We're always thinking about learning, but like, what do we need to also unlearn and get rid of? these ideas that aren't serving us. It's like a very freeing feeling. I feel like minimalism is freedom. Like it's given you so much freedom because it makes you reflect on, oh, like there's so much noise in this world and there's so many directions and there's so much information. It's like, okay, well now you can step back and evaluate if any of that makes sense for you and you can make that decision. So it's kind of a really freeing feeling. Yeah. And it's so hard if you've always thought a certain way or always learned something a certain way to like step out and see a different perspective of it. So, and you know, that's the beauty of minimalism too. It's like, once you don't have that attachment to your possessions anymore, it's just you. So you got to figure out who that person is and kind of embrace that person too. So that's why we, I wear all black all the time. So I'm like, so quirky and goofy. <laughs> You're like, this is my true self. Yeah. This is my true self. Speaking um, of which, we're both in black. We're both in black today <laughs> with white walls behind us. <laughs> exactly. Which I, by the way, I'm changing soon. I'm going to have some art behind me. That's a little project that this lifestyle has given me space to focus on, uh, which is good. But I, I wanted to end with, with two two mentions. So we had Jamie Varen on the podcast. I mentioned her book previously. She wrote the book Radically Content. And I recommend this book. Uh, she talks about living authentically and being your true self. It feels when you're reading the book, you feel like she's in the same room as you and we're just having a conversation and I just love it. So recommend that. And then TK Coleman, uh, I just want to read a quote from him. He says, minimalism isn't so much about things. Minimalism is about the baggage that we have accumulated over time that gets in the way of being our true self. See, once we remove that, we can embrace our true self. I just love that so much. And yeah, again, I see that a lot in you and it's nice to see. It's so true. And which goes into my next point, which is similar to yours. It allowed me to pursue my dreams. And I feel like if people work in a job where you are reliant on that income and you have to spend a very large amount of your time at that job, then when are you ever going to have time to like work on what you actually want in the future? And if you're a slave to consumerism and you always need those new clothes, that new bag to be going out to getting these new products, you're never going to be able to step back and maybe take time off work or take a course or work part-time to do what you want to do or learn what you need to learn or get experience in what you want to actually do in your life. So yeah, I, I, that was one of the biggest things. I mean, you were talking about humble the poet, but he said, if you can't do what you want to do for eight hours a day, then do it for two hours so that you can eventually do it for eight hours. But you have to start somewhere and finding that time is so much easier when you're not busy doing other things. You're not cleaning. You're not at the mall. You're not online shopping. You have that space and 
just that that time and disposable income to put towards what you actually want to do. That's why I've taken so many courses. <laughs> Very well said, Lauren. Oh my gosh, so true. I I love that quote from Humble the Poet. That is amazing. Actually, so <laughs> it's funny, great timing. You talk about it's allowed you to pursue your goals. That was my this is the fourth way that minimal that living a minimalist lifestyle has improved my life. I said it has helped me follow my curiosity slash pursue my goals. And, you know, so clearing the excess of my life was initially what inspired me to take a career risk. I was working for a company and I decided after that, that I really wanted to be an independent contractor. And I've been an independent contractor working for myself for 4.5 years now. So I've had this podcast. I'm the race director of a local run in Toronto, which is super rewarding and supportive charities. And I do some other things on the side. And it's like, wow, I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not had this experience of like, wow, clear this excess. Wait, I'm in control of my life. It just reminded me that. It's like, whoa, I have the ability to take risks and do the things that I really want to do. I'll never forget. And I think I've said this in the past that, you know, there are certain corporate roles that I love because they allowed me to experience almost being an entrepreneur within an organization, like an entrepreneur. But there are other other jobs that I had in the past that made me feel like I was dressing up for, I don't know, like a, like a TV show. Like I was an actress on a TV show. I was, I was playing dress up every day. It was very corporate, very stuffy. I couldn't fully embrace my personality or showcase my skills. And I also didn't feel very valued or appreciated. And so that's important. And, you know, sometimes that means you just need to speak up and have a conversation with your superior, but other times that means that it's just not the right fit. And I knew deep down that I would excel in a role where I could manage my time because I knew even in university, anything that had to do with project-based assignments, I would get like 101%. Anything that was like deadline on the day, I it wasn't as successful for me. So I knew that that was that working for a job where there were like two deadlines a day wasn't for me. I, I wanted to do something where I could invest my time into it and always hand it in early, if not on time. So that's just the way I am. So you kind of reflect it back like, hey, like, what is the best way for me? What is the best work environment for me? So yeah, and and how you talked about how it's enabled you to explore all these different interests, Lauren, you know, for me too, I've become an avid reader, thanks to this podcast. And I'm now exploring, you know, being a narrator of audiobooks one day. That's a goal of mine. I think that would be really, oh. really neat. I know I didn't tell you that. You're so good at that. You have to take acting classes for it. I had no idea. Oh. Uh, yeah, because it's really, it's like a performance, right? When you're reading an audiobook. I had no idea. I and, can just see you doing it and reading a line and be like, oh, that was a good line. <laughs> and keep reading. I know I, I didn't know you wanted to do that. That's really interesting. I feel like that's something that I could do. I I I I've narrated YouTube videos in the past. And so I think it would be kind of neat. You know, just a little thing to explore on the side. And uh and a side note, my uncle, he 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 did commercials. So I, I had no idea about that. I, I recently learned that. I didn't know that. He so I guess he had a good deep commercial voice. Uh, and, you know, I'm setting new goals for myself. It's allowed me to set additional goals on top of my long-term goals, like, you know, something like a TEDx talk. I would love to do that one day. It's It would scare the heck out of me, but I think that is good. You want to be, you want to have some fear in you. You want to be scared. But I think, you know, speaking on stage is something that always frightened me in my 
teenage years and my face would always go red. I was always scared in front of a crowd. But I think because of this podcast, I've become more comfortable in front of people and speaking in front of people and doing the Toronto event series that I had before. It also helped me improve my presentation skills. So and so, yeah, and, and I want to I want to close with uh, another another last quote by TK. He said, the purpose for following the dream isn't that we might get everything we want, but rather we will get to become a superior version of ourselves in spite of the failures that happen along the way. And I love that because it basically emphasizes that even if you fail at everything that you pursue, you have a story to share. You become a smarter, stronger person because of all those things. Imagine being someone who's successful, but their level of success is a straight line versus someone's like up and down. You and I are, are chasing the hills, the highs and the lows, Lauren. And the so, valleys, yeah. <laughs> in the valleys all over the place. And that's okay. And it, it, luckily we have each other because we can have conversations about all the hard times and then share our exciting times with each other. Cause we just get it. Cause we, you know, it's not just exciting. It's like, ah, oh, like what I went through to get here. Right. Like I know your journey. I know that process, which makes it more exciting. Uh, so it's nice that we can share that with each other and share that with our listeners. Cause you know, our listeners are in the room with us. So yeah, but I'm curious what your, your, your fourth benefit is. Yeah. Just to touch on yours too, you know, work is such a big part of your life, like your waking life. So it's so important to be doing something that you're interested in, like a, to put your time and effort into finding that and, and getting into that line of work will drastically improve the quality of your life. I, I really believe that. Yeah. So my next point, I didn't want to say that you save money with minimalism. I wanted to say it changed the way I spend money. Because I know a lot of people who own a lot of stuff and they still save a lot of money. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who don't own very much at all and they don't save any money and they spend a ton of money. So they can go hand in hand, but they're not necessarily correlated being a minimalist and saving money, but it has changed the way I spend money. So I, I just don't waste money anymore. There are very few times in my life, they're far and few between, that I buy a piece of clothing I don't wear, that I buy food I don't eat, that I go out to some form of entertainment and don't enjoy it or feel like I overspent and regretted it. I, I don't have that as much anymore. I'm just so intentional with the way I spend my money and I know exactly where it's going and it, it's worth it to me. And people know I sell real estate. There's been seven interest rate hikes <laughs> over the last year. So the real estate market's really down. I can shut off my spending in one day. Just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm not buying anything until like things pick up. And it, it's so easy for me. And every time I do it, I find little ways with my life that I can save money or not spend as much that I'm like, oh, I can do this forever. And it doesn't really affect me that much. So if, if you're able to have those highs and lows that you're talking about with income, it will let you take a lot more risks in life with your work when you're not reliant on buying all this stuff. And you can just shut your the way you spend money off quickly. Like even if friends are like, Hey, let's go for dinner or let's go for a drink. I'm like, Oh, let's go skating. And they're yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, sure. Or I'm like, let's grab a coffee and go for a walk. Like, yeah, it's just, you find ways that you don't really notice or that are still enjoyable ways to live 
and without where and allowing you to put money into other things. And that might be courses to, to pursue your dream. It might be a coach. Like I've had so many creative coaching, screenwriting, coaching, like someone to guide you or direct you a mentor towards what you want to do. It might be like health and wellness. Maybe you have more time to put in to spending money for workout classes. I know you do berries, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just, you know, like putting to stuff to work or maybe it's like going to the spa or whatever you do to relax or traveling, like to be able to have that money to put into things that in your life that you actually enjoy that are worthwhile. Or maybe it's just a savings account. So you sleep better at night. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad and I always say, he's like, you know, people are like, why save money? You know, what if you end up dying young or something happens? It's like, but it's still nice having a savings account because you sleep better at night. I mean, I've never had that thought. I've, I've, I've grew up in a family. It's like, you just have to save, 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 save. Yeah. You have to save, save, save. So, but some people are like, what's the point in saving? What if you never get to retirement? It's like, but you sleep easy at night knowing you have a safety net. So no, you should always have a safety net. You know, there's different recommendations out there, but I want to add that uh, if if you want to have a better relationship with money, I highly recommend the book, The Soul of Money. It's by Lynn Twist. And then you recommended it to me, Lauren. So good. Yeah. So good. Let money flow in your life. Yeah. Oprah interviews her. She's, um, it's a really good interview. She's amazing. It like completely gives you a different perspective on money. Love it. And so I would say the last way that this lifestyle has really, really amplified, improved my life is it's inspired me to turn outward. So having less has given me the time and space to focus on others, to help others, to be a better listener, to be more present around those around me, to give others my full attention, offering my help and my time. I'm starting to say things like, oh, how can I help you? You know, how are you feeling? You're really focusing on what's happening in other people's lives. And at the same time, when you're when you're focused on others, you can also learn and grow from them, right? So it's helping me turn outwards. And that doesn't mean just doing charitable work. That just means just being a better person, being a better friend, being a better daughter, right? Being a better, being a better partner. This lifestyle has also helped me really feel like I'm impacting, you know, our community in such a positive way. I love it. I mean, I'm able to do this podcast with you and we get so many beautiful messages from our listeners through DMs, through email. And it just, oh, it's, it just lights me up. It's just so nice to hear those, the positive feedback, how we've changed your lives for the better. And yeah. And so I want to continue to do that. And, and, you know, side note, taking it away from that, you know, we, you know, sometimes there's negative criticism, right? And I wanted to mention that too, because something that, you know, happens in everybody's lives. Like and anybody who puts themselves out there will get some negative criticism. Lauren and I, everybody else has probably dealt with it at some point in their lives. And, uh, you know, I try to just help manage how I feel, you know, sometimes the comments, they, they definitely affect how I feel. And I, and, you know, I'm trying to manage that a little bit better, but it's, it just, goes to show like, I mean, the majority of our listeners, they, I mean, they love us. And so it's a great feeling and it's, it's what motivates us to continue to do the work that we're doing and grow together. And again, we love hearing from you. And so if you have some kind words to share, please share them with us. Send us a DM, write us a review. We love that. Anything you can do to help us spread the word and uh, help grow the community. And, And lastly, living with less 
has also inspired me to live more consciously. So when I turn outwards, it's helped me be more mindful of how I impact the environment. It's helped me reduce my environmental footprint by having only less. You automatically live more sustainably, as you like to say, Lauren, just because you own less. And eventually I started shopping more consciously too, only buying consciously made clothing, soaps, and organic products. I find whenever I go to stores, I'm always looking for that organic, natural version, whether it's the creams on my face, my laundry detergent, or the soap that I use on my dishes. So yeah. So yeah, I, I like the fact that it helps you turn out words. Because a lot of people think that, oh, personal development, it's all focus on yourself. No, actually, like a big part of personal development is to focus outward and just, you know, you do the inner work, but you also got to do the, the the work when it comes to like connecting with others and, and being more present and, you know, learning from others. Don't just talk about yourself, hear people, learn from them. That's how you're going to grow. Oh, I didn't know people thought of it as selfish. I feel like it's such a good thing. I want more people in the world who have done the inner work on themselves. They're the people you want to be around. Yeah, but I guess I, I'm just kind of like combating the idea. It's like, oh, I have to focus on myself right now. It's like you can focus on yourself, but still be in in environments with connectivity, still connecting, still being in social environments. I think that, you know, you don't only learn learn about yourself by being alone. You also learn about yourself by being with others. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I want people to take care of themselves. I don't want to deal with people who are like hungry and tired and stressed out. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're here to help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So my last one is I'm happier. I think it's the biggest thing, you know, we're all want to be happier. We want to be more content and at peace in our lives and minimalism will bring you that. And, you know, when, when you have more time and you have more resources, then you can put that to where you feel fit. And, you know, there's nothing that makes me happier than going sailing in the summer and, you know, going ice skating in the winter and cooking and reading and spending time with my friends and family and writing and watching comedies. And, you know, when you're not always in that rat race, like trying to work harder and get that promotion and compete with people. And which is another great part of minimalism. Like if other people are always getting new cars or bigger houses or nicer stuff, it doesn't phase you as much because you're more content with the stuff you have in your life. And you know, you can live off very little if you need to, you're more disciplined and yeah, you're just overall, it helps your mindset so much. You get so much back out of it. Yeah. Oh, this was so nice. This was so nice. I just wanted to end this with, I I was curious of the benefits other people got, got from minimalism because I want to compare them to my own benefits. And from what I looked up, so on Lifehack, there was eight benefits of minimalism. Number one, they said you got to focus on your health, which you said a lot, Kelly. I read a quote the other day. It said, treat your body like a house you have to live in for 70 years. Wow. <laughs> I was like, that's smart. Less fear of failure. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, more confidence. You've said that. And then on becomingminimalist.com, 21 benefits of owning less. So good for the environment. Uh, one was visually appealing. Yep. You um, love that. Yeah. You're more productive. You can own higher quality things, which is great. You can support other co- causes and it's freedom from the comparison game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lauren and I were always in the comparison game. And then we decided, hey, let's exit. 
Yeah, now we're jelly of people who have less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen our reel on Instagram, you should check yeah. it out. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, oh, I love that, Lauren. Oh, I love that research. It's so great. And just to summarize our conversation today and reiterate what you just said, it helps us experience less stress, anxiety, and great, and it gives us greater happiness and fulfillment at the end of the day. That is, that is the premise. That is the central message here. It allows us to prioritize the important things in our life, live by our values, and reach our goals challenges us to uncover the excess in our lives, reflect on our values and our goals, and begin to embrace who we really are deep down. And we gain a greater awareness of ourselves and our surroundings. And to close, I wanted to ask our listeners, we would love to hear your stories, specifically how living a minimalist lifestyle has improved your life for the better. Perhaps you have one or more stories to share. You know, maybe maybe some some tough times that you went through or some clutter that you used to have and how you've overcome it and how this lifestyle has improved your life for the better. In an upcoming episode, we're going to read your responses out loud and share your stories on the podcast. And of course, you can you can remain anonymous or share or, or allow us to use your name. And uh, yeah, so we're seeking one to three paragraphs. And if this interests you, please email us. So our email is millennialminimalists at gmail.com. It's very long, so I'll make sure to include the link to this email in the show notes. But yeah, we would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your story or your stories and how this lifestyle has really benefited you and and perhaps like who initially inspired you to start decluttering your life. And yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be great to hear everybody's stories, Lauren? Like, I'm so excited. Yeah, I would love to hear because you never know the different areas in people's lives or like what helped them. Yeah. And it could be any area. It might be, oh, like you inspired me to get, go on a new like fitness regime you know, for my mental health or to help me declutter my mind. And this was what improved it. Like there's so many different stories out there. And I know a few of our listeners have shared their stories with us through GM, but it's like, oh, I want to share them with others. So if you're open to it, send us a few paragraphs. And again, please let us know if you'd like us to mention your first name or not. So, oh, this was the best, Lauren. I love this conversation. I could talk about this for another hour, but we'll do it another day. Yeah, it was so nice to look back and just be reflective of how much the lifestyle has given me over the last, well, my whole life. <laughs> yeah, your whole life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's incredible. It it really is. It It's nice to see the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's helped me for the past 4.5 years and hopefully for the next 70 years. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I want to live really, really long. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, everyone for listening and uh, we will speak to you soon. Bye, Bye guys. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening. That was our conversation about all the meaningful ways that living a minimalist lifestyle has improved our lives. And we hope that we've motivated you to adopt minimalist habits. To summarize, some of the greatest benefits that we've gained from living simpler, more intentional lifestyles include learning to let go of the things that don't serve us, finding greater happiness, being able to explore our curiosities and pursue our dreams, having greater self-awareness, being more present with others, developing the confidence to embrace our authentic selves, and having the space to turn outwards. 
And as mentioned, at the end of this conversation, we would love to hear from you. We would love to learn more about how living a minimalist lifestyle or decluttering various areas in your life, whether the physical things, mental, emotional, digital, or relational, have improved your everyday. And you can write to us at millennialminimalist at gmail.com, and you can find this quick link to this email in our show notes. We are very, very excited to share your submissions in an upcoming episode. And lastly, as always, I want to say a big thank you to those of you who have taken a moment to write us a kind five-star rating review on iTunes. We just received a couple new ones this week that really gave us a boost. So thank you so, so much. Your words help our podcast grow and help us bring on more exciting guests. So if you haven't already, please write us a kind review as we would love to hear from you. So thanks again for listening and I will speak with you next week. Bye-bye.